0: been on this page about, you know, increasing our faith in God. You, you see, the, the world is um, becoming very dark, and uh, gross darkness is covering the people, and darkness is covering the earth, and so it's becoming very dark, but this is also at the same time, as much as the world is getting dark, this is a glorious time for his church, we're about to shine like we ain't never shined before. See, you, you don't need light when you got light, right? You need light when it's dark. You, you don't put a candle in a room that's full of light because it makes no sense. The value of that candle don't have no value because of the light that's already in here. But if if you make it dark enough and you make it, make it so dark to where the, the candle now all of a sudden has value, And God is shutting the lights off in the world to make the light in his church shine bright. Oh, I'm excited. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's going on. I promise to tell you that we are in one of the best times to ever live in. But you're going to need your faith in order to move to the next place in God. See, faith for yesterday ain't going to be the faith you need for today. Look at somebody and say, increase your faith. I was teaching, preaching last night, and I'll start by saying this to us tonight or today, that faith is the ability to see what is not there in the presence of what is there. I I, I said over here that faith is the ability to see something that's not there in the presence of what is there. Okay, make it, make it, make it plain. Um, faith says that by his stripes, my body is already healed in the presence of my condition that I'm having to fight in my body. Faith says that I am already with enough money When my bank account says there's a negative 36 cents sitting there. Faith says that my children are already saved and in the kingdom of God in the presence of them acting crazy. Look like the more I pray for them, the more crazier they get. Faith. It's your ability to see something that is not there in the presence of what is there. Meaning I cannot go off of what I'm looking at to determine what I'm going to believe God for. Sometimes I got to go past what I'm looking at. I got to go past the not enough money in the bank. I got to go past the condition I'm feeling in my body. I got to go past my children acting crazy in order to see something that God is wanting me to believe him for. Shout hallelujah. Faith will have you looking crazy. Faith will have you looking foolish faith will have you looking stupid to everybody else because faith don't make sense to people who don't believe like you believe that's why I can't go off of your belief system in order for me to believe God because some stuff that I'm believing God for may have you looking a look may have me looking a look crazy you might say I'm stupid for believing God for some of the stuff I'm believing God for but if you understand who God is yes God If you understand who you serve, with man it may be impossible, but with God all things are possible. Oh, I'm getting pumped in my faith already. Because when we leave out of here, I want you to leave out of here, going out of here, believing God for the impossible. Glory to God. Glory to God. Faith, then. I don't. I don't get faith by what I see. I get faith by what I hear. You heard what I said? I don't. I don't get faith by what I see, because what I see is challenging what I believe anyway. I have to believe what I hear, so that I can see what I heard. Lord, y'all, y'all. I'm preaching already, and I'm about done already. you, you have to you have to believe what you heard so that you can see what you heard. Elijah said to his servant, Go out there because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Elijah's servant, go out of there and he says, I don't see no cloud. I don't see nothing. Run back to Elijah and says to him, I don't see no cloud. What are you talking about? Elijah said, don't come back to me until you see me, until you get me a cloud because I know what I heard. You got to be so determined that you know what you heard in spite of what you see. You got to be so fortified that I'm not going to give up on God until I see what I heard him say that I could have. If he said I could have a healed body, guess what? I'm going to have a healed body. If he said my children are going to be saved, guess what? All of my babies are going to be saved. My babies, my grandbabies, my nephews, my nieces, my adopted children, everybody going to be saved. Shout hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know why? Because the one that made the promise to me, he can't lie. I'm going to say that again over here. You know why? Because the one that made a promise to me, he can't lie. Now your neighbor act like they deaf, like they ain't hear what I said. So I'm going to need you to help me preach to them. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you hear what he said? God can't lie. Shout hallelujah. Praise him because he can't lie. Give him glory because he can't lie. Man may lie to you, but God can't lie to you. Y'all done dealt with people, dealt with family members that lied to you. Yeah, I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna do it for you. And never came through. Huh? But my God, I said the God that we serve. I say the God that sit high and look low. I say the God, I say the God that saved me out of sin and brought me out of death and brought me out of guilt and shame. He can't lie. All right. Mark chapter nine. Going into what I want to talk about. Uh, he says, uh, We'll start at verse 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and scribes questioning them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye them? And one of them, and one of the multitude answered, Master, I. I have brought my son, I have brought unto thee my son which hath a dumb spirit, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and penneth away, and I speak to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child, and oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and dumb and deaf spirit, I charge you, come out of him and enter no more into him. The spirit cried and rent him sore, And came out of him and he was as one dead in so much that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. I want to deal with this real quickly. That believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. One scripture, Psalm chapter 27 verse 13 teaches... That I had fainted lest I believed to see. He didn't say see to believe because in the world they teaches us that seeing is believing. But in the kingdom of God, believing is seeing. That before it ever materializes or before it ever manifests or before it ever is in my hand, I had already saw it before it became physical. Before it was ever tangible, I had already believed that I had it. Right? Mark 9, without going all the way, reading all the way, Mark 9 starts off like this. That the disciples, Peter, James, and John go with Jesus up to the top of the mountain. And they get a vision of a glorified Christ. They got to see Jesus glorified. So much so that Peter said, oh, Lord, we need to build a temple for, we need to build three temples, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Out of that, out of that uh, moment, God came out and spoke, this is my son, hear ye him. Here's the first point I want to let you know. That because we may have mountaintop experiences, I want you to know that we got to come down from the mountain. He had a mountain experience, but they came down from the mountain where a situation was being developed at the bottom of that mountain. Everybody would love to stay at the top of the mountain. Have a high time in church. Glory, glory, glory. We would love to stay in an atmosphere like this where the presence of Jesus overwhelms our heart and there's such a peace and a joy that comes over us. But I come to let you know that we're going to have to come down from this mountain. And we got to go down to the bottom where there's a situation that's being developing right now. I I don't want you to be naive to think that when we leave out of here, that we ain't going to have no situation that we're going to have to face when we get back home. There's some stuff that, that is going on at the bottom of the mountain. And God allows us to come to the top of the mountain, not to stay there. But to get filled with enough strength to go and handle what's going to happen when we get to the bottom of the mountain. When we come to church, we don't come to church for a fashion show. We don't come to church to see what the next person is doing. We come here to get fed with some strength, to get filled with some power. That when we go out of these doors, we can handle the fight that's going on out there. Listen, before there was a war in Ukraine, it was a war going on in your house. Before there was a war going on in Ukraine, it was a war going on in your family line. Uh, It was a war going on in your last name. So when I come to church, ain't got time to play games with nobody in here. I came to church because I need strength to handle what's going on out there. Because if I don't get the strength, I might do the wrong thing. If if I don't get fed with power, I might end up cussing somebody out Monday morning. Y'all ain't going to be honest with me. If if I don't get the strength, I might end up slapping somebody across their face because they didn't cross me the wrong way. I don't come to church to play. I come to church to get filled. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. When he come down, when they come down, there are nine other disciples at the bottom that's having a fight situation. There's a son. Whose father comes over. To give him that son. To cast that devil out of his son. I told him last night. it's something about trouble. That can push you to Jesus. I know y'all ain't going to be honest with me. I, I probably got the wrong church. But some stuff. That pushed me to Jesus. It wasn't because I felt like coming. It was some trouble. That pushed me to Jesus. It, it was a bad situation that made me have to come and cry out to the man. I, I, and that's why I don't, I don't knock trouble. I, I don't welcome it either. But I know that when trouble comes, sometimes it's to get me to push me closer to Christ. Trouble gets that man to Jesus' disciples. And listen, he don't necessarily take them to Jesus. He'd take them to Jesus' representatives. People that I thought that should be able to do the same thing you did even if you wasn't there. Oh Lord, have mercy. Jesus is at the top of the mountain. The man brings his son to the bottom of the mountain to the disciples that he knew that were running with him that if anybody could be able to do something, y'all could do something. And they do what they know to do and yet All the things they had done before, you know, they they rebuke, they bound, they loose, all of that kind of stuff and nothing happened. And listen, if I brought to you a situation that I expected you to be able to handle and you don't have nothing to do for it, imagine how I would feel. I would be very disheartened. I I, I wouldn't, something, I, I worked up enough courage to even bring this to you and you can't do nothing about it. I've become very disheartened. It, it, it discouraged me. I want you to notice what happens. When they get him and Jesus come down. Jesus asked him, hey, what's going on? Well, Lord, I brought my son to your disciples. For them to do what you could do. And they could not. Jesus says, bring me your boy. I want us to jump right into the meat of this. Go to verse 22. I want you to notice something. And all, time, now, all times, it hath cast him into the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But listen to what he says. But if you can do anything, I got a problem. If you can do, you know who you're talking to? You ain't talking to an average Joe Blow. You're talking to God in the flesh. And you say, if you can do anything. I got a question. Can the father see his son being free right now? Based on his response. Based on his request. If you can do anything. Now, The reason this if even came about is because the disciples were not able to deliver like he expected them to deliver. Have you ever had your expectations not met? Oh God, have mercy. Have you ever had your expectations never met? You expected for it and it didn't come to pass. I expected for me to be healed. I expected for for my money to be right. I expected for my children to go to college, but they got denied. Have you ever expected? And it didn't come to pass. This discouraged this man. And he put an if before God. Now. The, I know that there's some wishing, there's some desperation, there's some wanting, there's some needing, there's, there's, there's grief, there's fear, there's confusion. Why? He just saw that Jesus' disciples attempt to free his son and they failed. So any hope that he had prior to that moment has now been shattered. Oh, I'm about to preach. So can the father see him and his son going home free and healed? No. He don't see it, and that is a big problem. Listen, just because you make confessions out of your mouth, if you don't believe what you're saying out of your mouth, you ain't going to have what you're saying out of your mouth. I don't care how much you confess it and let it come out of your mouth. If you don't believe what you're saying, you ain't going to have what you're saying. So if I confess, I'm going to be healed. I got to believe at the same time that what's coming out of my mouth, I'm gonna have it. Yes. Yes. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So what he's doing is he is because how many of you know the enemy is at the same time painting an image in that man's mind. At this moment, this enemy is telling him, Your son will never be free. Your son will never, your son will never be free. Listen, he's probably telling some of us, oh, your children will never be saved. Your body will never be healed. You'll always be with this condition and, and, and you'll always have this going on and you'll always have that going on. And, and they'll always remember you for your past. They'll always remember you for this and all of that kind of stuff. But let me tell you something. How long has this been going on? And, and this is important. How long has this been going on? The man said since a child, which means this has been going on year after year After year, after year, after year. Year after year, I'm seeing the same thing. And you want me to believe for something different. Oh, I love my God. Year after year, I'm seeing the same thing and nothing changes. And you want me to believe for God for something different. Uh, Every year, I see my husband just like this every year after year after year. And you want me to believe for something different. Look at somebody and say, yes, he does. The problem is the father cannot see his son being free. Remember now, believing is seeing. I, I, I remember a man, a story, y'all probably know him. But this 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 preacher, he's a he was a faith preacher, and he had got sick. Real, real sick. Uh, and The story goes on that this man was so sick that he was in the hospital bed and when he was in the hospital bed, the preacher came over uh, to minister to to him and all of that kind of stuff. And and the preacher said to him, because the man couldn't talk, he said, "Um, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It'll be over in a little bit. And the preacher was feeding unto him a fear instead of feeding him faith. He didn't tell him he was going to get up and that God was going to heal him. He just told him it's going to be over after a while. This will be all over. See, this is why you got to be careful about who's in your ear. This is why you got to be careful about who you allow to speak into your atmosphere. Because everybody ain't believing God for the thing that you believe in God for. And so when I'm believing God for a certain thing, I can't have everybody talking in my ear. Because you ain't going to talk the stuff that I need to talk. I need some people that's going to be in my ear. That's going to say, yeah, you can have it. Yeah, you can do it. You can open that business. You can write that book. You can do that CD. Because if I got it in my ear, faith come by And just like faith come by hearing, fear comes by hearing. I can't have everybody in my ear telling me that I can't do it. I need somebody that's going to be in my ear and say, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You remember that little blue train they taught us in school? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. You need somebody that's going to be in your ear that's going to be able to tell you, yes, you can. Yes, you can succeed. Yes, you can go to college. Yes, you can make that money. Yes, you can get that job. Yes, you can do it. Somebody shout, "Yes, I can!" Yes, I can. This father didn't have nobody in his ear telling him that he can see his son being healed. He, God, because listen, you you cannot. Separate faith from vision. This sick brother that was in this hospital bed was laying there hearing one thing, but he started seeing himself being healed. He started seeing himself up out of that bed. He started seeing himself up in a place where he believed he, he saw himself walking and being healed and free. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to say to you. You need to get the image in of your head. And then you need to get the image in your head of you being healed, of you being free, of you being delivered, of you being whole, of you being joyful, of you being out of sadness. You need to get that image in your head. If you can get it in your head. Y'all remember Kenneth Hagin, right? Paralyzed. And 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 Kenneth Hagin said that that, that that minister could not minister unto him what he was needed. And it became so dark in that room when that man left. Why? Because the little bit of light that he did have, that preacher came in there and put it out. Saying it'll be over after a while, son. It'll be over after a while. Why? Because the man couldn't minister what he didn't have in him. If he didn't have the light, if he didn't have the faith in him, he couldn't minister that faith to anybody because he didn't have it in him to minister it. Ken Hagin got up from there and you know he lived and, and continued to preach. What am I trying to tell you, man? You got to defy the odds. I don't care what they say. You got to defy the odds. The God that we serve know how to confound doctors. The God that we serve know how to confound the psychologists and the psychiatrists and the counselors. God that we serve know how to make everybody stand and look at all. How in the world was this done? How did this happen? You got one response. This is the Lord's doing and it's marvelous. I got to hurry on. I got to hurry on. Let me tell you something. Darkness has no power over light. No, y'all don't believe what I just said. Darkness ain't got no power over light. I have never came into a room and turned the light on and darkness rolled halfway back. When light come on in a room, light. when light comes into a room, darkness got to go. Darkness don't get in no corner. Darkness don't roll halfway back. When light come into a room, darkness got to get out of there. What am I trying to tell you? I'm preaching light to you today because darkness in your life got to go. You you ain't never seen the morning and the night tussle. You ain't never seen night sit up there and tell daytime my watch ain't over yet. I still got a little more time. When that sun start coming up, that moon, that night got to go somewhere. Huh? Did you hear what I said? Night and light, darkness and light ain't never had a fight. Because darkness know when light come, I got to go. Glory to God. And that's what I come to tell you. Darkness in your house, darkness in your finances, darkness in your marriage, darkness in your family. I prophesy light is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Shout hallelujah! Tell your, tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. Tell nighttime. Don't bring no spinning night bags. Because in the morning, light going to be here. I said, tell him in the morning, joy going to be here. In the morning, righteousness going to be here. In the morning, joy is going to be here. So what it take to get this miracle? What it take for this father to get the miracle for his son? He got to see something he ain't never seen before. He got to see something he has never seen before. Glory to God. He's got to see his son walking away healed, walking away whole. What is it going to take for you to get your miracle? You're going to have to see something you ain't never seen before. I don't know what you've been looking at all these years and all this time, but you're going to have to see something you ain't never seen before. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm getting ready to see something that I ain't never seen before. I'm getting ready to see something that I've never seen before. Glory to God. Glory to God. Because if I can see it, I can have it. If I can see it, I can, oh, I can do it. If I can see it, it's mine. If I can see it, I know it belongs to me. And I don't know who I'm prophesying to, who I'm talking to in this room, but you need to see something you ain't never seen before. And before you see it in the physical, you got to see it in the spirit. Look at your neighbor and say it's already done. I say it's already done. Right now, it's already done. Your healing is already done. Your your breakthrough is already done. Your deliverance is already done. Your miracle is already done. Shout is already done. He want to paint a picture. Satan that is of something that's not there. I'm telling them last night, you know, on that little rearview mirror, on the side of the car, it says, objects may appear closer than what they are. The enemy knows how to magnify a bad situation. He knows how to make something that's so small look like it's so enormous. But see, that's why when we come to church, we come... Because my faith is fed by this right here. See, the more I get this, the bigger my the stronger my faith becomes. Uh, Y'all yo, yo, yo missing what I'm saying. I say the more I hear this, the more I hang around this. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. The more I get around this, the stronger that muscle of faith becomes. That I can walk up out of here and believe God for the impossible. I can believe God for the intangible. So when I come to church, I don't need just no anybody coming up here to talk to me. I need somebody that's going to get up here and say the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I need somebody that's going to get up here and say that though I sow in tears, I'm going to reap in joy. I need somebody that's going to get up here and say that the Lord is my battle axe. He fights for me. He provides for me. He looks out for me. He heals me. Shout, I need a word. He said, if thou can only believe. And I changed that word. If you can only see, if you can see it, Amen. I can have it. It's some stuff that I'm believing God for. I, I'm talking about big stuff. I'm gonna tell you right now, by the age of forty, I want to retire. Look at how y'all looking at me, huh? But see, I gave I, that gives God seven years to got to do what He got to do, because I got to retire by forty. Because I got another juncture in my life that I got to do. And I know I can't do it sitting here tied down and punching on nobody's clock. I got to retire. And guess what? I believe I can see myself at 40. Not having to clock in on nobody's clock. I'm full-time kingdom clock. Y'all ain't going to talk here. I ain't going to wait till I'm 75 and 80. No, I'm going to give God all the years of my life so that he can do what he want to do to get this world back to him. I can see it. And guess what? If I can see it, I can have it. I believe God. You want to know who the devil is most afraid of? Y'all y'all want to know who the devil is most afraid of? I'm trying not to preach like I feel. You want to know who he's most afraid of? He's most afraid of people that can believe God in spite of a situation that looks so bad. I, anybody in here got a bad situation right now? But if you can believe God in the midst of a bad situation, what you mean believe God? You praising him in the storm. You praising him in the rain. You praising him in the midst of the battle. But if I could praise him in the middle of it, what you think I'm gonna do when I come out of it? What you think I'm gonna do when they bring me out? Shout hallelujah! hallelujah. Oh yes, you're back in there! <laughs> The devil wants you not to believe God in the middle of this. But best what? he done sent a preacher all the way from Mobile, Alabama, just to tell you that you're coming out of this. He's turning your story around. He's changing your story today. I don't know what the doctors done said to you, but I need you to look at somebody and say, I'm already here. I don't know what your children do, but I need you to look at them and say, I'm already saved. I'm already delivered. they already brought out. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You don't. You don't go by the image he painted. You go by the image that he already painted. This has already been given. He said, this is the image he told me, I'm the apple of his eye. This the image he told me, that that I'm the head and not the tail, I'm above and not beneath. The image he told me was that this promise is unto me, my children, my children's children, and to they that I'll fall. This, this is the image. I need somebody that's going to preach this image to me. Because Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, the devil is painting another image. I need somebody that's going to tell me about this image. Lift those hands all in this room. All in this room. you to begin to worship him cause I'm increasing in my faith eh? I got to believe God on another level I got to got to believe him on a on another level I right now right now receive this impartation you're walking out of here full of faith hands lifted all in this room oh and we love you you said without faith it's impossible to please you Father, thank you for the increase of my faith. Sometimes you got to be honest like that man. He said, Lord, I believe, but help my my unbelief. Sometimes it's hard to see something I ain't never seen before. Sometimes it's it's hard to, to believe for something that I've never seen before. Lord, help thou my unbelief.